Welcome back, everyone. This is your star guardian, Eric Diaz, and I'm joined by Nick Gank Me Harder Far. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about League of Legends and uh, diet. Um, last time we talked about kind of our guilty pleasures, our hobbies, and the things we like to do. Uh, and uh, today it's going to be more about what we like to do and what we don't like to do with diet. So, Nick, yeah, tell me about League of Legends. Give me everything I need to know. Okay, what 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 do you know about it? Um, mm, there's a lot of Rule 34 on the internet about <laughs> League of Legends, so <laughs> that's something I know right off the bat. Not what I was expecting, <laughs> but okay, okay. Yeah, um, it's a MOBA. I know it's a MOBA. I don't know what MOBA stands for. I've never played a MOBA. I was going to say for the people in the world, explain MOBA. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, Online battle arena, maybe? I, I think so. Maybe multiplayer? Okay. Ah, multiplayer online battle arena. Yeah. Mm, we're, smart. we're smart. Yeah. Um, so, uh, w- what is it? Like, who made it? When was it? How long have you been playing League? Because you, you know, you play it on the reg. I don't. Oh, you know, last episode we were talking about guilty pleasures. This is top of the list yeah. when it comes to oh. my guilty pleasures of video games. It is a true love and hate relationship that I maintain with that game. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you said who made it? Um, it's a company called Riot Games. They're the ones okay. who have made the game. I don't know much about their history. I don't know if they have other games that were a hit. This might be like their huh. bread and butter. I don't know. Interesting. Look it up. Write to oh, us. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned Riot Games. Uh you remember how I said I worked at Spark Networks? Yes. They're an LA-based company, and I had a project manager there who came on from Riot Games, so that's interesting. Hmm. Oh, really? So they yeah. jumped they jumped ship from Riot Games and came to your company. Right before things went bad. Didn't things go bad for a little bit at Riot Games or something? I swear he said there was some drama going on, but I don't remember. I, I honestly don't know. And uh and that's a that's a good disclaimer to put out to anyone listening that maybe is like a hardcore League of Legends player, because I'm not one of those. I am a pure casual, <laughs> and I, I, I'm i not too into a bunch of the different things that we can get into, but I have sure. played it sort of on and off and, you know, uh, with some people for quite a while now, which feels so weird to say that. I'm trying to think the year that I started... Um, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on an episode, but sort of where my first exposure to it was when I was actually an intern after I had left um, the my undergrad program and I was uh, a music therapy intern at uh, in Salt Lake, uh, actually at Primary Children's Medical Hospital. Oh. Wow, look at you. Aww. and Such a good person. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about League. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I was there, I had a couple friends who were into playing the game. And as we would meet up or whatever, they they always were putting pressure to me. One friend in particular um, would always do like little bits of like, oh, look how good the game is when I was over there. And, and would be like in the middle of the match, you know, sort of showing it off. Um, but I was never into it. Like I played games a lot more when I was a little kid 
Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. as I got older, sure. it was purely something like if I was at somebody's house, we might play a game together. But there wasn't much that I ac- actively played on my own. And I did that perf- purposefully when I was in undergrad. So I could pass and get my degrees. <laughs> C's get degrees, man. Uh, so. Yeah, well, I was, I was trying to do well. And I was double majoring. That's You son of a bitch. You are a sick fuck. I am. I majored in just software engineering, and I thought that was hard enough. So I can't imagine double majoring. Yeah, I was one of those cunts that <laughs> was like, "I'll do, I'll do. <laughs> I'm going to do two things." Uh, oh so gosh. I did. I did do bachelor's in science and music therapy, and then I did a bachelor's in music and guitar performance. Oh my god! I did. Jeez. I did, but there was wow. so much overlap that it was like, why not do this? Um, but anyways, Fair. so when I was there, it was like, no games. And so then even when I was an intern, same thing. No games, maybe I'll play casually or something at somebody's house, like on a console, um, but nothing on my own. And then when I got my first job um, was in Texas, which I don't think I've mentioned this before here yet, but I moved out to Texas and I lived there for a few years. And You're a world traveler. When I first moved out there, I moved out there alone. Um, my wife at the time, uh, girlfriend, was still finishing her degree uh, because I was uh, a year ahead of her. So I moved out there solo, and <laughs> it was boring and lonely. I knew nobody <laughs> out there. Really, I was like the, you know, I moved down to Texas, knew nobody in Texas besides the people that I worked for and then my clients. And that was it. Like I had nobody to hang out with. I had nobody to do anything. So it was like they were playing this game. And it was like, oh, we could get on, you know, at the time Skype was one of the only ways to do that. We could get on Skype and we could play this game together. So I was like, all right, well, there you go. Let's jump in. So. What you're saying is, is Texas just boring for all you Texas listeners out there? Feel free to tell us your experience. But is Texas boring? Oh, yeah. Let them secede. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lone Star State rises again. Shots fired again. Boom. Oh, I don't have the sound effect ready. (laughs) (laughs) But absolutely. Um, So with that, uh, so that's when I started playing the game. And I really don't know how to describe it because even though I play quite a few games, I'm not too hip on like all the lingo and the things. There's probably people sitting there screaming, going like, it's a Durka, 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 Durka. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, Hold but, on. How how many games is quite a few games? Because that's, that's, you know, that's a qualifier that I want to quantify. Well, it's true. I don't, I don't know. I don't have one of those crazy Steam libraries, but I play, you know, at least a handful of games regular, regularly. Oh, okay, see, I thought you were saying you played a handful of league games, and I'm like, how many? Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Um, no, so, like, yeah, I don't, I'm not too hip on all of the lingo as far as, like, describing what kind of game it is and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, it's basically, yeah, like an online team game on pc and the there are a few different modes on it but i mean the big one the one that everyone plays is and the pro leagues and all these things is called the rift summoner's rift which is 
uh, a battle of five versus five uh, against each other on on this. It's it's a decent sized map, um, and basically the point, uh, the whole objective of the game is to rush down across. You have your side of the map, and the other corner is the other team's side of the map, and your whole goal is to push everything and break down their defenses to get to they call it their nexus which is like their main okay. little hub where you know you come back to life if you die and that kind of thing huh. and you have to break it you you put down the health on it and once it's gone boom game over right, yeah. match simple concept and that's the only way to, to win unless a team surrenders is you have to break all the way down to their nexus and destroy it I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So so you're yeah. on teams of five. So that's a because it's such a large number that it's easy to play with quite a few friends if you have some friends playing, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, you yeah. know a, a few friends and then some randoms that get thrown in uh, with you. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and there's you you were you were I I noticed you. You're doing some nice drops in the intro there of some of the lingo, but there's <laughs> there's basically three lanes is what they're called of that are the pathways to the nexus. There's the top lane, which basically runs um, because the if the map is a square and um, say, for example, your team is the bottom left corner and their team is the top right you have to get through that. So there's obviously the diagonal right through the middle. That's the mid mid lane. The top lane is going straight up and to the right. And the bottom lane is going uh, straight across the right and then up. So So there's kind of like two L-shaped lanes and then the one diagonal right to the middle. And those are the pathways to get to their nexus. Um, Did I explain that? I have no idea. No, yeah, you you painted a beautiful word picture. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. Yeah, okay. I get I'm realizing it. this is really difficult. I have I don't think I've ever conceptually tried to describe what the hell this, is awesome. this game is. <laughs> but obviously, obviously, uh, that's not like the draw for you, right? Just destroying nexuses, right? right? Next eye, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the next eye. Um, well, and then uh, there's. There's little sort of towers, which are almost like, it's almost like a guard tower that does a lot of damage. Um, if you're standing under it, it will hurt the enemy. Um, and there's okay. there's sort of two of those within the lane, and then there's one at the, uh, there's, oh god, I don't know which way to go. Let's start from the nexus. From the nexus, there's two surrounding that, and then mm-hmm. sort of the entrance to the base there are uh, one for each lane. So one top, one mid, one bottom, and then sort of spreading out until you get into the middle of the map is there's one more in each lane. So right where the sort of battle starts between people in the middle of each lane, uh, each person has a tower relatively close behind them that they can go hide under, you know, if they're, they're losing. So, you know, if somebody comes and just tries to kill you, they take a lot of damage from the tower 
Can you destroy the towers? Yes, because you have to destroy the towers to push ah. farther into their lane mm-hmm. to get to the nexus. You have to destroy the towers to get there. Got it. Okay, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm, I can see it. And okay. then they do, God, to make it even more complex, there are these sort of auto-generated minions that come from both sides. Um that are just like these tiny little creatures. Uh, I think it's about six that come out per sort of wave. And that's what you hear the term wave, push the wave. Oh, okay. And they just sort of fight each other. And they're evenly balanced, but you're trying to, you know, knock down the wave so your set of minions can go under their tower. Oh, And then because the tower just starts shooting the minions so you can start damaging their tower to push down the lane. Strategy. There's a lot of strategy involved in this game. Right. So as long as you're not hurting the other player, the tower is not going to shoot you because it's going to be shooting the minions first. Okay. But if you try and hurt the enemy team, then the tower starts focusing you and you're going to die pretty quickly. So there's, there's, it sounds like there's positional strategy. There's like phases that the game is played in. So then that's how you earn your income is by, if you get the last hit on a, on an enemy team's minion, you gain more money so you can buy items and there's an insane amount of items and they all have specialties, you know. I thought that I earned my income by streaming kind of nude on Twitch, but. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to wear a booby shirt. Oh, okay, yeah. Can we do body painting? We should do body painting. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that <laughs> people do quite well with that, so... <laughs> Why not? Amazing. <laughs> Check out my Twitch channel for body painting. It, it's called Brown Gun Wild. Oh my god, Jesus. Uh, it'll be League of Legends themed. Um, oh yeah? I'll be... Yeah, uh, give me a character. Uh, Lux is that a character? Yeah, yeah, there Ari you go. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I'll be, I'll be her. Paint me as one of your French girls. Sounds illuminating. Now, for the people who uh, listen or know that game, they just got that that was a pun, and they're laughing. Everyone else is like, "What a stupid thing to say, Nick." And I don't care. Yeah, the one Where person did that fucking laughing. Come from? They're like, "Oh, <laughs> solid pun, solid pun." <laughs> Jesus Christ. So speaking of which, so this game is, a. I, I already, I should have made this a disclaimer up front. Don't start playing this game if you don't play it already. Um, oh, tell me why. The learning curve. Oh, I will. Uh, <laughs> the learning curve on this is so intense. It takes so long just to get a foundational understanding of how this game works, the mechanics in it of it, how all the items work, and not only that, the characters themselves, which are called champions. Now, I'm going to look up because I know I'm going to, there's a tendency to exaggerate, um, but how many champions there are? I mean, who doesn't exaggerate about important things to themselves from time to time, right? Like uh, penis size, maybe? Who doesn't do that? I don't do that. Nope. Um, <laughs> so take, take a wild guess. How many champions do you think there are in League of Legends? From what you've heard... 30, 37. 37. Yeah. Well, not even close. They're Down, up? Up. 
Oh, fuck you. 55. There are currently 143 champions. What? How do you even play a game with that many? Are there like... All right, all right. Let's take a step back. Hold on. Does does each champion kind of fall within like... Do they all have kind of similar traits? Like, can you have a tanky champion area? There's like 50 tanks. There's like 50 mages. I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, yeah. So count. as far as like classifications, there are tanky yeah. guys. There are like the range, uh, they call the ADCs, like the attack damage champions, support wow. people. You know, there's mages and there's all those kind of things. But though they may be under a certain category, each of those 143 different champions all have four, and counting their passive, five unique abilities. How do you balance a game with 143 freaking champions? Well, if you ask the league community, they say they don't. Hashtag balance. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right. Who is your main? Uh, I don't have one. Um, Oh. But, you know, there are some people who, yeah, they may have a main champion, but then they may also have, whether or not they have that, they have a role. Because we talked about there are the different lanes, right? Yeah. So there's a top laner. There's a mid laner. (laughs) There's a bottom laner. Now, the bottom layer also comes along with someone else on the team, number four, which is called the support, um, because the bottom laner is typically someone who does a... It's one of those ranged champions that does a lot of damage, but they're squishy as hell. So usually Ah. have a support going with them that is sometimes a mage to cast abilities to maybe heal them or stuns or stuff like that or tanks you know, to tank all their damage. So let me ask you a personal question. Yes. Uh, are you a top or bottom? <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends if we're in, in the game or not, because there's a... Wa- and I prefer the term power bottom. Um, power bottom. <laughs> uh, well, and so then you're thinking that's only four characters, right? That's only four people per team. There's got to be a fifth yeah. one. Yeah. Well, then there's somebody that's called the Jungler. Oh, okay. So he, uh, in between those three lanes on the map, is what is called the Jungle, which is something that all of those are not, what's going on in there is not visible to anyone on the map unless you're currently there or have placed some sort of temporary vision there to see what's happening. It's sort of this gray area and in there, there are little monsters and stuff. And so the junglers run through those and kill the monsters to gain their gold. And their job is to sneak up on the people in the lanes and try and help their team get kills. Oh, interesting. Okay. So more of a roguey type class. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so the, the type of characters that go in there can be anything. But that's typically where you see like the assassins or, you know, something like that. Um, Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. And they also control. There are some other things that can sort of help tip the balance by giving some extra stats to people, depending on what, you know, what they do. There's some there's some sort of big ticket items in the jungle that are hard to get um, that take a lot of effort. And if your jungler and your team can coordinate, you know, sort of getting them, you get a little boost in certain areas. 
maybe your minions are stronger or you do more damage or something like that temporarily as a team. They're kind of like these team objective kind of things just to help you push into the nexus. Can I just say Jesus Christ? Um, right? How long did I feel it like take this. you? <laughs> I've never said this out loud and I'm going, holy shit, I'm the biggest... Give, will you reach through the internet right now because we're 3,000 miles away and will you yes. just beat the shit out of me and take my lunch money? Um, yeah. Because oh my God. I, I've always wanted somebody to ask me that. Yes. I, I have never felt like I, I need to have tape in between the rims of my glasses. So how much of your brain do you think is dedicated to like league and league strats? Because you've been playing a while. You know what I mean? There's a there's a chunk of your brain that will never forget any of this. Why would you say such a depressing thing to me? Oh yeah, my like, god. If you if you ever have kids, and I'm gonna think you're going to, but if you ever have kids and you had Alzheimer's and you forgot your granddaughter's name, but you still remember <laughs> like all the champions and shit, that's because of how much you played League. I want you to know that. That's stuck. That's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sally. So. It's Michelle. <laughs> Shut up. Let me play jungler. Yeah. Why I, am I the only one warding? Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. Like, So that's the gist of the game. So that's why it takes so long to learn that beast. Is that, So you wouldn't recommend anybody drop it? No. No. Because it takes so long to just fucking like, be able to go, oh, I understand what's happening. So what? It, I don't think you got there on the ground floor when League was like brand new, right? No. So what made you push through that? What made you like do the whole Rocky montage and learn? Was it just the social aspect? I yes, and that's where that game totally and why I think it still is something that I play is you know I was moving to a place and it was purely the social motivation of oh I have mm. friends in this place and we can sit and hang out for. Uh, even because the games are typically long, they're typically over 30 minutes, sometimes up to an Oof. hour oh my God. for a match that we could sit and hang out for even a few hours and just talk to each other and make, you know, garbage jokes about what's happening in the game. And, uh, you know, we talked about earlier in an episode, an excuse mm, for the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you think, I mean, so me and you, we've never played League together, but we've played fucking PUBG. We've played games like that together. And now we've kind of started playing uh, Apex Legends a little bit because why not jump on the fucking hype train, right? Yeah. I mean, do you think that League and MOBA games were kind of like the progenitors to all these garbage battle royale games so that developers never make a good game again and we just get stuck with this? Is that... Well, Do you it, think that's where it came from? It obviously, like, those exploded. And um, I think one of the reasons, you know, this is dating myself a little bit, too, like, in that <laughs> where when Overwatch first came out and was a huge game, I think at the time, one of the reasons I was a huge fan of it, and it was something that you and I played together. Yeah, um, yeah still. Yeah, was because it was... It addressed some of those things. There, there are you know a high number of champions, but it's nothing. It's not over a hundred. Uh, it's right. probably still under thirty. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And 
the matches are short. They're like 10 minutes max each. So if you get stuck in a match and it's going awful, you don't feel like you wasted an hour. Oh, man, I never thought about that. If you have a bad league match, it just like ruins that hour, huh? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, league has a reputation of some of the saltiest player base of any game ever. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Because there's so much to know about it that if you know a little bit about one thing, I think there's a sense that you know everything about the game and you're the best. And then (laughs) pile that on with you're dedicating at least an hour of your time to each game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've noticed uh, that as I grow older, get off my lawn, I like games, at least multiplayer games, where I can just fucking drop in play a couple games and then if something comes up in real life you know like chickens or dogs or some responsibility that i've been shirking for days that i need to get to because you know i'm a terrible person and i let my wife down continuously uh (laughs) that i can i can do that i can put the game down and be like okay i'll finally go do that for you um whereas long ass multiplayer games like league i don't feel like i could i'd be like uh well do you think if you had started learning about it when you were maybe like 15 or 16 do you think you I'd would have into jumped it. into it? Yeah, if I was like 15 or 16 when I had all the time in the world and no friends, hell yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I will play difficult or technically challenging single-player games because I can pause that shit. I don't have to disappoint anybody. I can just be like, oh, it's, this is just for me, whatever. Um, I think a good example of that, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, uh, and I've kind of been flirting with the idea of trying to play it, is Dwarf Fortress. Have you ever heard of that game? No, tell me. Oh my god, you should go look into it. It's, it is, I don't even know how to describe it, um, but some of the stories I've read about Dwarf Fortress are why I want to play it. Um, but pretty much, you lead a band of dwarves, and the graphics for this game are not graphics. They're actually, like the OG Dwarf Fortress is characters, on your keyboard that get rendered it's ascii characters rendered as really the graphics yes now you can get like mods and texture packs and shit so it looks more real but that's not the part of the game right Mm -hmm. if you've ever heard people who play like eve online uh, yes which was something i looked into but fuck it it looks like that's the game of spreadsheets exactly yeah exactly that's the game of spreadsheets i think that Dwarf Fortress is kind of in a similar vein, except by yourself. It's not spreadsheets, but it's definitely how to manage a fucking fortress, right? Okay. Like the minutia of it. So it looked interesting to me. The stories seem fantastic. I don't know if it's ever going to be a game for me, but I don't mind investing time in that game because it's by myself and other people can't be salty at me for it and ruin what little self-esteem I have left. <laughs> they do. Yeah. That, that, yeah. No, that's a big problem. People yeah. go ballistic so easy. Have you ever gone ballistic on anybody? Uh, to my friends, like in the voice chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I'll I'll yell about somebody else to them. Um, yeah. And then every once in a while, I might get, throw some shade in in the chat. But I'm usually pretty, pretty. You know, um, one of the things that I did here's also a personal survival tip. So. Like I continue to play it, I think to 
maintain that connection with those same friends who uh, we started playing it together. Uh-huh. Friendship. Remember? Um, we, <laughs> one of the things that I do is right when I he- see somebody like type something in the chat, because one of the things that's fantastic about the game is that there's no voice. Oh, that un- is Unless nice. you intentionally sort of set something up. Oof. So, but in the in the chat, if people start, you know, uh, the the term that they use is tilted. They start getting tilted, and start oh. you know, throwing shade, talking shit, spamming stuff. Um, you do have the option of muting them. Sure. So you can't see what they are writing or anything like that. I will just instantly mute them. Oh, there you go. And then it's just kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And Isn't ju- that such a blessing, though? Like, yeah. thank you, modern game developers, for letting us shut other people the hell up. Because, like, playing Overwatch, I don't want to listen to some kid blasting his shitty, like, music over the, the speakers. I don't want to hear you I'm fight with your mom. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. All right, but that's a quality song. Don't talk to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Who listens to Iron Maiden, baby? What, you like want to fight? Me? Yeah, tell me about Ooh. it. You want to you, you wanna throw down? <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I think that that, at least for me, has been one of the reasons why I've still been able to play that game is, like, just the capacity to do that and shut it down. Now, the worst thing that happens, and we didn't talk about this, is, like, when people really decide, like, Screw this. I'm just going to, uh, they call it like throwing the game. Mm. And somebody's having such a bad game that you, they just start doing, here's another term, feeding, where they just go run straight into the enemy team intentionally and just let them kill wow. them. Wow. Like, that seems, why don't they just drop out of the game? Well, some people do. Yeah, they'll okay. ju- they'll just drop out of the game, and then you're four versus five, and you're screwed. Though I have to say, there's been a few rare games in my life where that has happened, and that we, as a team of four versus five, have won. See, those are the memories you're going to hold on to when you forget Sally's name. And I mean, so. yeah, exactly. And I am harder than a diamond. When those happen, <laughs> you just you stand up and you go, yes. You know, like there's such there's such an accomplishment. Oh my god. Somebody witnessed my erection. Exactly. Jesus. Wow. Uh wow. they come from that and uh those are great. But yeah, th- then the opposite is that where they're just doing um they're just doing dumb things like that to let the other team win, which is That feels weird to me. It does like, to I'd me rather, too. I'd rather drop out of a game than sabotage other people. Yeah. Well, and not only that, I talked about like the surrender function, which after a certain period of time, your team can sort of put up a vote to surrender. And you have to have more than half. You have to have a majority. Um, Super majority. uh, Yeah, exactly. Super majority. Um, At least four people out of the five agree. Oh, wow. To quit. Um, People, if you like have one bad play you know, that something happens, they'll just start spamming surrender. We're just going to surrender. We're going to surrender. And I sometimes, no, this is where I can get a little salty, is that I'll start putting in like all caps, and this is just me being a dick, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll put, I only play games that I can win. I'm two. <laughs> you know, like, if I'm not going to win, then I'm not going to play. I'm taking my ball and going home. Meh. Like, that's the kind oh of God. attitude that, that can come with it. And I don't think yeah. they realize that. It's like, well, we're not going to win this game. It's like, yeah. But do you only so? do stuff that you can win? Yeah, they need to take a note from the Stoics and be like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this loss and do the best I can. Play the best game I can. You know what I mean? Or yeah, or sometimes like I think like I'm playing this game to play the game. So why am I going to stop playing the game? Now, there's some that there's some that I do agree to where it's just like, yeah, okay, this one's fine. And it's kind of been rough and I would rather have a reset. Sure. And yeah, and that's okay. Um, kind of, especially if everybody's feeling that way, then it's like self care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Especially again, because we could be dedicating an hour to this match. That makes sense. That's a good, yeah, that makes sense. So if, if sort of the whole team agrees, but if there's somebody that's like, no, I I really want to try then I'm like, cool, let's do it. And I mean, like recently me and you played uh, a round of apex legends which if you guys haven't played it's free it's by ea yeah i know they're cancer but whatever the game's <laughs> fine i like the aesthetic um it's actually been fun and like right which off the i bat, describe hold on my description of apex legends is if PUBG and destiny had a baby that's exactly what it is it's made by the people who made uh titanfall ain't it the same studio i think mm-hmm. something like that yeah, so it's sexy. The aesthetic is fantastic. Um, I like playing as uh, You're Welcome or Maui or Moana, however you want to call him. The big Samoan guy, he's great. Um, but we played a match, and within like the first five seconds, we died. Because the guy yeah. who was driving us just like was like, we're going to fucking go all the way. We're going to kill these people. And we, we died immediately because we suck. Yeah. But it was still fun. Yeah. You know? It was fine. Well, and again, like uh, something that I think they've done well is that the matches aren't too long. If you are lasting near to the very end, then it's going to take some more time. Like it gets yeah. really intense near the end. And but something that they've done versus where with PUBG, you had to be like a master marksman basically Oof. to win that game. Um, way Apex, I think, has taken that out for the m- most. Obviously, you still have to be a good shot. But it's not as much reliance on that. So you can still have fun uh, because I'm not one of those people that can like play Call of Duty or something and just get all these hell sh- uh, headshots and just oh, yeah. destroy Me everybody. Either. Yeah. Because uh, I don't value playing games like that. Can we just sing the praises of their goddamn pinging system? Oh. Oh my god. I've never wanted to not talk to anybody more than when I'm playing Apex because those that pinging system is just so intuitive. Yeah, it's not only intuitive, but it, I feel like, wow, they really thought this out. Like, yeah. for the kind of stuff that you want to communicate to your team, like, oh, there's an enemy over there. Oh, somebody's been over there versus let's go that way instead of it having <laughs> it all be the same ping. Like, that <laughs> works out that it's so different. And I'm sorry for that buzz. Um, oh, sexy. <laughs> that's what happens when you live in an apartment building in New York and your doorman just decides, like, I'm going to buzz you for some reason which it's actually quite a nice it's probably means we have a package downstairs <laughs> but 
The, I like the temporary salt, and then you're like, actually... I know, but like the sound, and maybe it's just the buzzer itself, is so grating to the ears mm. that I go, ah! like it just is an instant fucking rage. Um, that comes Everybody from, everybody that listens to this is going to be able to experience what it like, it's like to live in New York. That's exactly that, it. So. Nailed it yeah. right there. Um, yeah. It's perfect. Um, what what my, my wife is sneaking in. No, no oh ASMR. Yes. Get yes, out of here. We have to do get an ASMR episode. I'm going to go get the package now. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Can you sample that? Phrasing. Uh, give me a marking. Okay. Uh... Man, how often do you hear that? I'm going to go get the package now. Man. That's. <sighs> Jesus. Um, I don't it's even know happen. where we were. I don't even care. I think uh, pinging uh, Apex Legends. Who They're cares? Amazing pinging. Yeah. Getting the package. Yeah, get that package. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Wow. Um, but yeah, that that game has been um, has been so much fun. I think for part of that effort, I I feel like it's not something that I'm gonna be like. Every day, I want to play no. this game. Um, yeah. But for something like, especially with someone like you who doesn't play that awful rage of a game called League, um, it's something like we can hang out and play together when we're yeah. not recording uh, things alone in our rooms. Yeah. Some of the funnest times I've had with you is playing stupid ass games like Stick Fight the Game. Just like, oh, hey, that's it. That's all I want out of a multiplayer experience. Yeah. So, oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. Well, this doesn't work because you can see on video, but our listeners can't. My wife has snuck into the frame. What do you want? She has. I don't know yeah. what you're talking huh? about, but this is what's great about New York is that my package was delivered to my door, and I said, you have to be quiet. We're recording a podcast. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. And he did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know how much of that picked up on the mic, but I'll try and boost it and post. Um, That's amazing. I heard it. He, that was incredible. The delivery guy apologized because we're recording a podcast. Wow. We're truly living in 20 by teen. Amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. So speaking of uh, being hungry for good games, yeah. uh, intermittent fasting. We talked about that a little bit last time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was just a hint. Here comes the pitch. Oh, out of the park. That was that segue. Segway, segue, segue. That's what I am. So segues are weird. <laughs> um, Classic Bo Burnham. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Uh, right. So we we were talking about bringing up the idea of diet and weight loss, which gaming. Oh my god, such a that has gaming and college contributed to weight gain. So <laughs> so I know that weight loss is something that both of us have gone through. I, I would say you on a much more significant level than me, but... Is that um, a fat joke? Uh, uh, <laughs> to your old self, sure. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, we both took different routes. I'm kind of, uh, as far as I know, we haven't really talked details on that. So I sure. think it would be interesting uh, for for us to explore. And maybe if anybody feels motivated to do so, we would be happy to chat with you about it not to give yeah. any sort of advice because we're not a doctor 
but no. of just Mm-mm. like what worked for us um, and yeah. our process of doing so. So maybe we could start with what were our befores like at your uh, state where you're like, fuck this, things need to change. Where were you okay. at? Uh, my fuck this, things need to change. Um, so how man. tall are you? Give us like weight and size at the time. All right, ladies, I am six two, six three, mm-hmm. uh, bronzed god, uh, and at my heaviest, I weighed three hundred and sixty pounds. Three hundred and sixty oh, pounds, ladies. I did not know it was it was past it was the that threes. Bad. Yeah, yeah, it was three sixty. Three sixty. So dude. give us a like uh, men's pant size. Where were you at? I was 42, 44 in that neighborhood. That's where I was. All right. That's, that was rough. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. And then finding shirts, that was also fun. So clothing becomes great at that weight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> I, well, this feels, I feel like I should have gone first because you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tell be- us. Your before is, is way, Way more significant than mine. Um, at the point where I was like, things need to, I need to do something to change. First of all, I'm not as tall as you are. I'm 5'9". Yeah. Uh, not ladies. a bronze god. I am a pasty, <laughs> pasty white man. Uh, ladies. There's a fetish for that. Um, <laughs> I was just pushing over 160, which isn't, I don't think high but for someone who i think doesn't work out has zero muscle mass uh and is just a pasty (laughs) pasty person you know there's quite a few extra pounds of baggage that comes with that being around 160 when i was someone who was fit and going to the gym and had some muscle mass 160 was like all right i'm in a good place but take all of that away you're just a pudgy pudgy white kid um, <laughs> so what was your motivation to, to go like, all right, this is done. I'm out of here. Um, I think it was a lot of things, but I vividly remember my wife, uh, going out and trying rock climbing and she was really into it. It was something that she was like, we should do this together. It'll be a lot of fun. I really enjoy it because she hates traditional exercise you put her on like a treadmill or you make her do cardio and she'll fucking shank you. So she's not into that, <laughs> but she really enjoyed rock climbing. Okay. Um, Which is fun. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. Uh, I went and tried it and the easiest levels they had at the gym we went to were called V zeros and like children can do this. And I saw children do it easily. They were fucking monkeying around the walls. I couldn't climb a single V zero in that entire gym. And I was just like, wow. This is the height of my physical prowess. I am 25, 26, and I can't even climb a stupid fucking wall, which was really like a ladder if you look at it now. It's, I couldn't do it. So I was like, great, we're buying a gym membership to this rock climbing gym, and this, that's what we're doing. And I'm changing my diet and everything about me. So, All right. Yeah. So, so then uh, talk us through method. You said... Gym and diet. Yeah. What'd you do? uh, I mean, being a fat guy isn't something that happens to you overnight. It's a gradual progression, right? And I think stress in college and full-time work and full-time school definitely contributed to it. Um, 
so there were times when I would play around with like, hey, maybe we should try keto and see what that's about and blah, 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 blah. I'm on Atkins, bruh. There's a yeah, dated exactly. reference for you. Oof. Oof, 90s? That's going to that hit from? hard for, for if my if my parents ever listen to this. They're going to go, aw. <laughs> the Atkins diet. Um, but yeah, I would try that and it didn't work for me because I like fruit. And keto is like, you can't have any sugars, not even fruit sugar. Sorry. And I like, I, I like that. And I really missed fruit a lot and certain vegetables. Couldn't do it. Um, but I found out after some experimentation, what works best for me is really calories in, calories out. It's just pure whatever caloric intake I have, right? Yeah. And a good, a good framework for that. Uh, was intermittent fasting, which I think you do as well. Right? I do, yeah. Yeah, how's that gone for you? Um, really well, I think. Um, and it's changed. Well, I think it came. I think it was the result of something I wasn't planning on intermittent fasting. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. It came through. The other processes that I was doing sort of led to that naturally. Um, huh. So so then you obviously had to maintain consistency with that. What was your result as you came out? Um, I am currently at 260 pounds. Actually, a little lower than that. But yeah, I'm right around that neighborhood. A hundred uh, pounds. A hundred pounds, my Holy friend. And all the shit. difference it makes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what's different? Um, well... The gut doesn't get in the way during sex. That's kind of nice. You know what? I mean? <laughs> that was a thing. Oh my uh, the god! It was real. Oh. Yeah. Bam. Uh, wow. <laughs> I can uh, climb up a wall. I can run a couple. Uh, when I was running, I think the furthest I could run, like on the regular, was like four miles, and I'd never done anything like that before. You know, four miles in one go yeah. was incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I could do that, and it would take me like 40 minutes, maybe, so 10. The fastest mile I ever ran was like a seven-minute mile, which isn't fast, but it was fast for me. Yeah. So being physically fit was nice. It was new to me. I was like, oh, my God, look what the human body is actually capable of when you don't shovel pizza and garbage into your mouth all day and then hate yourself and play video games. So, yeah, good results. I highly recommend anybody out there who's struggling with weight to just keep trying. It's a journey. You're going to fail a ton, but, you know, get back up on that horse. You'll be fine. Yeah. And have a yeah. support system. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I have a lovely wife who 100% supported me in this um, because she also, um, growing up, her family did not encourage the best eating habits. And she doesn't have a weight problem. She just has a problem um, where she doesn't think she eats as healthy as she should. She's not happy with her eating habits. So when I wanted to make a change, it kind of spurred change in both of us to try our best to do, you know, whatever. And it's nice. It's nice to have a partner in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And even if it's not something like there, like there is, you know, forums or different groups or things like that where like just talking with people and maintaining that consistency. Because I think especially if you don't have support within your household if you're if you're living by yourself then that's kind of okay like you are kind of where the buck stops right so you can make those changes and the responsibility is on you right but if you're living with somebody uh who 
is sort of doing the opposite of what you're trying to do. That makes it even harder, I think. Mm, definitely. Um, actually, something interesting that's come out and kind of tying back to that whole community aspect of me going through this weight loss journey that I'm still going through because I'm not happy with 260. I want to keep going down. And the holidays were terrible to me. So, you know, <laughs> uh, is that my mother kind of jumped on that bandwagon a little bit and has lost something like 40 pounds and she's super happy about that nice and i have another friend who is also a fat or was a fat like me around that 360 (laughs) 340 pounds a fat i just like (laughs) that as a phrase (laughs) and now the dude's like under 270 i think uh after kind of witnessing my changes a bit he's like oh it is actually possible i know i sound like jenny craig and i'm like you could do it too but, yeah, you totally can. Just watch what you eat. Uh, don't eat when bored. You know, eat a little bit. You'll be okay. You don't need a ton of food. It's fine. You yeah. don't need a ton of food, I think, is a big part of my process where people go, like, you're starving yourself. And you go, and like, no, I just realized how little I actually need Yeah. to function, which is a funny thing. Um, so my motivation... I don't know, like, I just saw, like, I saw the hints of, uh, like, I never, I, I had mentioned that I was more physically fit. Um, yeah. I think at my peak, like, when I was an intern, actually, um, around the time I was, before I started playing league, correlation, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But wow. uh, I, uh, around that time, like, I never had, like, a six-pack or anything, but I was relatively physically fit. I had some good uh, muscle mass. I could run for a good amount of time and distance and things like that. And uh, actually, when I was living in Texas, because, oh, that barbecue, though. Oh, my my God. God. Texas barbecue. It was the best. All that Mexican Can I just tell you, um, that wedding that your dad served smoked meats for, I still dream about that. So let your dad know that I dream about his meat. It was good. Um, hold on, I gotta mark that. Uh, nine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a solid drop. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, listeners. Um, I just had to mark that down so I get the timing on that because that's a yeah. beautiful drop. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm eating all of that shit. I'm not working out anymore. I started to see the forming of uh, the sort of dad bod uh, beer gut starting to form. Like, just, just, you know, early stages. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just went, okay, if I'm not going to exercise, which I'm still not to this day. This was years ago. I'm still not <laughs> lifting weights consistently or anything. I, I, I sort of made a commitment to myself of if you're not going to do this, you're at least going to eat relatively well. So this yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, sure. Because as they say, like a huge portion, it like mostly diet exercise is just kind of like the last little bit. So it's oh, like, yeah. okay, I'll control the diet and just suffer. It's all non, diet. It non-exercise. All diet. And I know this sounds cheesy, but around the time, excuse me, I was thinking of doing this, 
I had mentioned one of the podcasts that I listen to is Penn Sunday School, Penn Gillette and Ice Cream Social, which uh, has a co-host from uh, Penn Sunday School. Uh, they had started this massive undertaking of weight loss that they were doing themselves, and they were being really cagey about it, which was really frustrating. But <laughs> they eventually sort of released. It wasn't a like, here's what you do. It was sort of like a narrative story. And uh, hmm. one of their, that co-host who's on Ice Cream Social, he was talking very candidly about his process. They were working with a NASA scientist named Ray Cronice who was sort of doing experiments with them, oh. truly, like doing wow. experiments on ways of eating based on his research. And he was sort of doing research studies on himself and the people that he's working with about um, ways to lose weight quickly, which I know when it comes to quickly, there's all those cliches, right? Yeah. Of like, yeah. lose, blah, 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 fast. But <laughs> it, w- within a few months, um, in less than six months, Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller had lost more than 100 pounds. You totally can, yeah. Yeah, in under six 100%. months. 100%. And in fact, I think it was way quicker than that. And then the uh, Matt Donnelly, who's the one of the hosts of ICS, he had lost, I think, almost 100 pounds and in also a rapid amount of time. So I was like, holy shit, what are they? What is this process? And what it really just came down to was they were eating plant based diets yep. with no added oil, salt or fat. So they were just basically just eating plants in their form. And you could sort of cook them, even though cooking, you know, can take out some things. But they weren't putting butter on them. They weren't yeah. putting salt on them. They weren't putting oil on them. Uh, All olive the things oil. I love. Yeah, exactly. Those things that make things taste good. Yeah. And just sort of living in that diet. And one of the things that they did is sort of, uh, this was an experiment by Ray and uh, Cronice. They jokingly call their guru. um, Who uh, he did as an experiment for like, not only uh, your taste, but your cravings. And it was sort of a psychology experiment. He had hmm. them, and and this idea got stretched out and blown out of proportions of like, this is the new diet, do this. Um, uh, that he had them for two weeks straight eat nothing but potatoes. Oh, okay. And this wow. was a food that he had drawn randomly. People think like, oh, potatoes, the new superfood. You know, everyone's looking for their clickbait sort yeah. of thing. But he really Silver just, bullet. he was picking a food that you can eat in a basic sense and doesn't have a lot of caloric um, value or anything like that. He just says, like, he just picked that one to be a dick. Like, it was just like, I'll just choose potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> but he had them eat that um, to sort of reset, like, the cravings. Like, because mm. he said, you can, eat, if you eat, like, a potato that you don't put oil butter, salt, anything on, you can eat as many fucking potatoes as you can in a day, and you are not going to eat more calories than you're spending. Interesting. Right? Because they're calorically so low. So he's just like, fucking make 20 potatoes, and you try and eat them in a day. Like, try try and eat as many as you can. Oh, yeah. And you'll fill yourself up. And 
and you still won't be eating more. Um, so, and obviously that's not sustainable in a long term. Sure. Yeah, but he he just did that as sort of a fuck you experiment. So I actually I ended up doing the same thing under the oh. supervision of a doctor. Got to put that <laughs> disclaimer. Um, and uh, it was fascinating. Like really, I I I reset I think a lot of my taste buds because and they you know not to steal stories from them but they talk about you know then after that they ate corn for the first time or something like that and it tastes like they said it tastes like candy and it does it's like oh my god this tastes like i'm eating smarties incredible because you haven't Um, had like sugar like that (laughs) in in weeks so like just a little tiny bit of sugar that's in corn you're just like oh my god so incredible Doing that, I ended up losing. Um, so after I did that, f- first of all, I lost a pound a day. Every day I was eating potatoes. <laughs> really? In two weeks, I had lost 15 pounds. Oh, my God. Um, and then uh, then I just sort of went to like the plant-based diet, which I break all the time now. Yeah. Um, but... In general, like if I ever feel like I'm coming up a little bit, I just go hardcore back onto the plant based, none of those extra things, lose it all and and head back. Um, so from 160 something down to the low 130s is oh, where I, I applaud where you, I, my friend. Where I rest. Um, See, and, and I think that's a really interesting experiment because I think there's a big uh, emotional component to eating, at least for me. I know, I know mm-hmm. I'm an emotional mm-hmm. eater. And if I don't reach for fucking broccoli when I'm like stressed or something's going on. No, no, no. I dig for like where the fuck are the Oreos and the potato chips. Give me that fat and salt and, and give me that dopamine hit in my brain. That's what exactly. I want. Exactly. And yeah. there's there's something and there was like um, the one thing that I wasn't as strict on and still aren't. Is if I'm doing that sort of hardcore eating, I'm a little more liberal with um, adding some things that have some more sodium or salt to them yeah. than others, like especially hot sauce. Like, oh, oh, I will load my potatoes with hot sauce and just plow those. And there is something about that. I get home from a hard day and I'm just like, I just want to eat a whole bag of chips and then yeah. uh, throw myself, you know, a big plate of potatoes that I've cooked drench them in my favorite hot sauce and you still have that like full belly feeling and it's all warm from all the hot sauce and <laughs> it just goes and like I said I've broken from that I'll still eat meat sometimes um but I realized I don't eat it nearly as often where um, when I used to plan my dinners before it'd be like okay what type of meat will I base this meal around yeah yeah of course I'm yeah. gonna choose some beef or chicken or whatever turkey and then i'm gonna base everything around where i don't do that anymore Mm, which i think so when i am eating meat or i'm eating more regularly it sort of cut that out and one of the huge things i noticed is i used to be a a cereal guy every day i would have milk and cereal every morning the worst food man whether i was hungry or not like i start my day eat a bowl of cereal and I would eat the healthy cereal or whatever fucking garbage. <laughs> but the uh, the the thing that I noticed, so when I stopped doing this, um, I also switched to black coffee hey. in, the, in the morning because there's nothing in there. I can drink 
you know, it was like, oh, I can drink um, coffee or tea because there's no sugar. There's no nothing in it. That's fine. And that sort of turned into that's where I got started on intermittent fasting is that doing that, like drinking water and drinking black coffee, I realized I wasn't starting to get hungry until one or two o'clock right, yep. every day. And I really, I do that now every day. I don't yeah. eat until afternoon. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah, every single day. And I only give myself like an eight hour window to eat, if that, right? Like I can eat between the hours of noon and eight. And after that, nothing. Everything's closed off to me. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic for me. Yeah. And and did that come just, did you intentionally decide to fast or was it sort of a result as you started like cutting these things out and breaking your eating habits? It it was a result. Um, Like you, I noticed I would kind of like force, not force myself to eat breakfast, but I would start the day with a meal because, you know, you're ingrained since your little breakfast is the most important meal of the day or whatever, which is a Which is not. Not true. You don't need breakfast. <laughs> Shots fired at Kellogg's. Because I, I believe that's the company that started the PR campaign. Yeah. Saying that breakfast was the most important yeah. meal. So I'm just like, you know what? I An easy way for me to cut like an easy 500 or so calories for my, my day. Don't eat breakfast. Done. Boom. Oh, my God. Look at that. Easy. Yeah. So. And yeah. now now we're both uh, in a much happier healthier place Bronze though I'll, I'll, ad- I'll admit i'm up a little bit from that low 130s but um, winter always uh, winter yeah i what what is i'll admit is so comforting is at least this method that works for me yeah is it's just something i can turn back on yeah and just do it and it'll go away and because if i do it the that hardcore way i do yeah. average about a pound a day so if I, i'm 10 I, pounds up a week and a half i'm done Christmas was bad to me, so I might do your kickstarty potato method for two weeks and see how that goes for me. Well, with a doctor. Yeah. Um, with a doctor, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Don't do anything crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to eat for the next 72 hours. There you go. Water oh. fast. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, any of you, like, tell us what was your story? Like, what worked for you? I'm so curious about... Um, and also, you know, going back to our league stuff, tell me what games you're obsessive about. Do you play this game? Do you hate it? And with diet and weight loss, I'm so curious about like what are what do you feel like you're struggling with? What successes have you had? And um, if you have any yeah stories of your own, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, send us your potato stories. Uh, you can find us <laughs> at, at Out of Focus Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have a Gmail. Uh, out of focus show at gmail uh, excuse me out of focus podcast at gmail.com and we have a website out of focus podcast.com and so. things like that that's where you can especially the email you can send us uh your stories what's been happening uh with you along those things any questions you might have or anything we're open yeah. to it all tell me how terrible i am because i don't play league and uh, you can shit on nick for eating potatoes i love potatoes mm-hmm in fact, I might make them for dinner right after this. Oh, God, you Irishman. <sighs> it's true. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, thank thank you guys for anybody who uh, is here with us and listening. This has been a, a lot of fun. This is episode four for us. This Just is kinda, episode four. We're getting ready to uh, get this thing up and running. And I honestly have been having a blast. Yeah, me too. Thank you for joining me. Thank you to my wife again for always supporting me. Thank <laughs> you to your wife uh, for her little ASMR bit. I need more of that in my life. Nope, again, we're going to do an ASMR. Nope. Yep, Banned. It's going to happen. ASMR. Banned. And this is me saying thank you and goodbye to everybody. You've been so great. Go and fuck yourself. a large pizza with uh, everything on it um 12 garlic knots and uh give me a side of hot wings and a stuffed crust on the on the crust